For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating today? There's so much to celebrate if you take the time to do so. And I am so excited because I have some very excited people, exciting people, I said excited, exciting people waiting in the wings today. One of them is actually on this mug that I'm drinking out of when I was doing my live Richard Skipper Celebrate shows. So to all of you, I want to take a moment uh, to say hi to the people who are watching uh, that I see, uh, Sherry Callahan, uh, Natasha Lombardi, uh, Alan Choi, uh, Mitch Morrow, uh, and uh, Pam Stubbs. And they have become my uh, surrogate family. Uh, and I truly mean that. And today's giveaway is based on the word family. Uh, I was shocked this morning when I went online, some of you saw my earlier post today, uh, that a dear friend of mine uh, died yesterday, uh, Susan L. Shulman, who was a well-known Broadway uh, publicist, and she became a dear friend of mine. When I first started out uh, performing as Carol Channing, I actually reached out to Susan uh, about the possibility of her being my publicist. Uh, I could not afford her, unfortunately. Uh, but it was the beginning of a wonderful friendship. Uh, years later, when I interviewed Leslie Ann Warren, uh, Susan called me because she had worked with Leslie Ann Warren. As a matter of fact, in her book, which I'm going to give away today, uh, Backstage Pass, there's a chapter about working with Leslie Ann Warren on the show Dream. Uh, and we uh, actually uh, spoke to each other a few weeks ago. Thank God the last thing we said to each other was, I love you. Uh, and uh, she said, I love you. And I said, I love you more. Uh, I can't imagine that she is not physically with us right now. But one of my favorite poems was written, uh, and I don't know who the author is, and if somebody out there knows who the author is, but this poem basically says, think of all of our friends that have passed on as being in the next room. And so I'm gonna think of Susan being in the next room, uh, and I know that someday uh, we will be together again, and her energy uh, will permeate uh, the work that I do. I strive to be the best that I can possibly be in this business. And it's people like Susan L. Schulman uh, who taught me that, and I will carry that on. Uh, today is National Apple Day. I've got my apples right here. Look at this. Aren't they gorgeous? And so, and each of my guests today are beautiful apples in their own uh, right. I my only regret about today is that Gretchen Reinhagen is not one of my mystery guests because Gretchen Reinhagen's uh, catchphrase is how about them apples? Well, we're going to start. I'm going to ask Sherry Callahan, who lives in my hometown, to pick a number, one through four. And that will bring on our first guest today. Uh, as we do with all of these shows, uh, I never know who I'm going to bring on. Uh, so I hope that everybody who's waiting in the wings is ready. So when Sherry gives us our uh, number, we're going to bring that person on. And she picks number three. And I see she's putting a necklace on. So she better get to her seat very fast because I am bringing her on. And she happens to be. Hi. She happens to be on the mug that I'm drinking out of. Oh, Richard. When we did our black and white tribute to Warner Brothers Studios. Oh, that was a great, God, that feels like a thousand years ago, doesn't it? It does feel like a thousand years ago. But, uh, you know, today Meg sent me uh, a press release uh, about her upcoming shows. And I thought, I'm going to ask her if she can come on today. And at the last minute, she called me and said, Richard, I think I'm going to make it home in time to do this. And here you are. Uh, we are going to get you out of here by six o'clock. Uh, we may go over a minute, but... We're going to get you out in that vicinity. But Meg, so who or what are you celebrating today? And tell us about this upcoming show of yours. I'm celebrating 
gratitude in life lessons. Wow. I think, well, that's what happens when I talk to you. I think like this. That's why you're so good for all of us. Because the life lessons that I've written about in the book and in the show and in the songs, you have witnessed, my friend, since we met. And it was your fault that I wrote the book. (laughs) My fault? Do you remember our during our COVID interview, you were interviewing me about the Home Shopping Diva book. That's right. And we were talking about Becky. And you said you need to write a book about Becky. Becky is Mexican well, I did. mother. Yes. And I did. That's her. Congratulations. You did that. You you wow. and I and I was so I was so hesitant even though the whole thing has been written above my head waiting since she took her last breath. But what happened in January is I watched a wonderful Netflix documentary about um, Joan Didion. And it's a really great one about, for anyone who writes, creates anything, is she really talks about the process. You know that Kathleen Shelton is going to be doing a show uh, in New York. I'm getting a little bit of an echo uh, there, so uh, I can hear my voice coming back uh, through your speakers, I think. Uh, Uh, But Kathleen Chalfant is going to be doing a wonderful, I think it's a one-woman show uh, based on the life of Joan Didion. Wow. Coming up. Well, that's a huge, huge role to play. Well, she talks at the end of this documentary about writing The Year of Magical Thinking, losing her daughter and losing her husband the same year. And when when I finished the documentary, I literally got up, sat at my desk and wrote the first chapter. It was like something was pushing me. If Joan Didion can do it, by God. <laughs> so then I got COVID in January. I just got and, over And I couldn't exercise. I couldn't sing. And so I literally wrote a chapter a day during COVID. And then by the time the COVID was done, I had, what, nine chapters? So then I was in. And so I finished it this Back week. up for just a minute. You wrote a chapter a day? They're small chapters. (laughs) I wanted to write a very readable, easy, uh, heartwarming, humorous, uh, inviting document for anyone going through caregiving or grief. I wanted it to be easy. I wanted it to be uh, inspiring. I wanted it to be entertaining. I wanted to take the sadness out of it. You know, in the back of the book, it says it doesn't have to be so sad. Because that's what my mother taught me. And, and of course, all the lessons of staying in the moment. So I wrote the Hold On Tight book about, you know, it starts with my father's funeral and ends with her last breath. And it really is a celebration of caregivers. These women that helped me give my mother, I think, some of the best years of her life. And also the many, many lessons my mother had to teach me while her brain was dying. So it's all about the use of it. These people are not gone while they're changing. They have so much to teach us if we go to their world. So it's, it's without being preachy, I hope it helps people going through this to not be so scared because for whatever reason, I wasn't scared with my mother. So then what happened was Karina Sowers Adler, our lovely friend in New Jersey, uh, partnered with a very cool church wanting to create like secular concerts outside during the summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lisa Vigiano, another dear friend of ours, who is also on the mug. Yes, she's on the mug. Exactly. That was such a great show. Um, and, and Russ Worley is watching and a shout oh, out Russ. to Russ because oh, he Russ. made those shows happen. He sure did. Those, those were classic Sunday brunches at the Beachman with you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so she assigned me or volunteered me uh, to do a show on caregiving. I said, I don't have a show on caregiving. She goes, yes, you do. You do. And so it gave me this wonderful summer project to partner stories from the book with the songs I've written about caregiving and my mother and my father and the AIDS movement. So I put together this one woman show and I wrote a script And it just didn't feel like it belonged in a cabaret at first. And out of nowhere, I kept getting these emails from the New York Theater Festival. I'm like, I don't know anybody there. How are they emailing me? And um, I finally one day said, well, why not? Let's just submit and see what happens. So I submitted the script, you know, and they invited me. And uh, so at the end of the the month, I'm going to do, well, next weekend, 
I'm doing three performances in their festival at the, the Theater Latea on Suffolk Street. And it's really big. It's I'm I feel like I'm older than all the other playwrights. I'm older than all the other actors, but I'm gonna do it. If you are as old as I, my dear. <laughs> no, I I love this. And um uh Russ Woolley has the secret, and everyone should do this. It's called Flather, Rinse, Repeat. <laughs> So anyway, we're going to bring on our other guest in a Yay. moment. Um, I want you to pick uh, a number, one through three, and I'm going to pull a random question for you. So I don't even know what the question is going to be. Number two. And the question, well, it's actually a statement. I'm going to read the statement and then you run with it, as you, I know you will. Uh, ask someone to help you with a challenge that you're struggling to solve. The world is watching right now. What challenge do you need help with right now? <gasps> Managing what I cannot control. Just really, really trying to take my own advice and hold on tight to the moment because uh, it's a very loaded time globally, politically, environmentally, socially. And I can't, I catch myself getting ahead. For example, the midterms. I don't want to think about it right. I have to stay here right now. We're going to get to it when we get to it. We're going to deal with it when we deal with it. We're going to get the results we get. We're going to live the next day. We're going to figure it out. But that's been my challenge is like catching that jumping ahead, catching that trying to control the future. And if that's if there's anything that my mother taught me, caring for her those 10 years was to stay in the moment. So I'm, I'm struggling with that now, to stay I in the moment. I interviewed someone and he was a sitcom writer and uh, he worked on the Golden Girls, uh, Barney Miller, so many wonderful, incredible shows. And he thinks, he said that he sets his days like sitcoms. Mm. How long is a sitcom? 30 minutes. If an issue or a problem comes up in that 30 minute time frame, in the next 30 minutes, it's gone because that chapter is over. And I think it's a wonderful way of looking at things. And I, I love think it. Great. So you get to bring in our next guest. Yay. You get to pull the number one through three. And you have no idea who's waiting in the wings. Number three. And it is, I have to tell you something, a, a valuable lesson. Um, about a year ago, I in, interviewed this guy on Richard Skipper Celebrates. And I went today to let him know that I was going to uh, be featuring him in my newsletter. Plug right now, the Skipper's Guide comes out Sunday night at midnight. And it has, and I always do a flashback to a year ago. Who was I interviewing at the time? And I was interviewing this next guest. And uh, so I had him on the show. Great, great interview. He is so loved in the cabaret community. Uh, and, uh, and I, when I went to his page to let him know, not only that I was going to have him on the show, but I was going to invite him to be on the show uh, a year later, um, I found out that I was unfriended by him. And when I wrote to him to ask if why I was unfriended, he it was oblivious. He said, I had no idea that you were, we were no longer friends. So Thank God I reached out to him today because oh God only knows how long, you know, you push a button sometimes. I have been guilty of that where I've unfriended someone and not known that they, uh, but all these scenarios are running through my head. And he said, absolutely not. Uh, I would not unfriend you. And I'm so thrilled that he is here today. And that's Michael Colby. Oh, so, <laughs> so how are you, Michael? I'm the Clint. <laughs> I could not believe it when I went. I mean, social media drives me crazy because yeah. I've been trying to clear out some people, and I must have accidentally gone overboard. Yeah, but, <laughs> you want to see my mugshot? That it's a, with the police station, but we don't want to go there. No, no, no. You got to get a Richard Skipper celebrates mug so you can okay. do your own mugshot. But I want to ask you, who or what are you celebrating today? I'm celebrating the cabaret and theater community. Um, mm -hmm. During COVID, um, I got a lot of calls from people who were really eager to work. They were stir crazy. Um, and they asked me if I had anything co coming up eventually and if I had any songs for them. 
So what I've done is uh, I put together an evening of story songs with some of these people and also with some up and coming people who are just so incredibly talented and they haven't had the opportunity to perform lately. And it's just a very bad time for breaking into the profession. So anyway, this show is uh, Other Lives and it's uh, Winter Rhythms. Um, I, they've asked me to have it on twice. And um, yeah, they, they only do one usually, but I did Love the Lad there last year and the Algonquin Kid and Love the Lad was popular. So here are some of the people I have. I have Janet Aldridge, um, Beth Austin, who starred in Whoopi, Clea Blackhurst, nice. um, David Edwards, Rini Katz, Sarah Rice, David Sabella, uh, Jane Seaman, uh, Marion Tatum, Maureen Taylor, uh, Deborah Jean Templin, Deborah Trinelli, and Joshua Turchin, who is my love the lad and who was the bar mitzvah boy on Mrs. Maisel. And on that, uh, I've been an extra on Mrs. Maisel for most of the season, and we are, we're, we're wrapping up our the final concluding episode. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. Way <laughs> plot point. Well, it's great. And all those people that you just mentioned, I love each and every one of them. I do want to let everyone know glutton that I am, that tonight at eight o'clock, I'm doing another show. Okay. I'm celebrating Angela Lansbury tonight. Oh. And Sarah Rice is going to be on the show talking about her memories uh, in Sweeney Todd. So I Mag came up with a question, uh, and I'm going to address this with you as well. Um, is there anything that you feel overwhelmed with right now uh, in terms of the work that you're doing or what's coming up? And you want to put a shout out to anyone right now of something that you need well, funny you should say that. <laughs> I, I had a workshop that was supposed to happen. I don't want to tell you what show it was, but it was postponed. And um, lately, I've also been trying to bring back um, Charlotte's Sweet for a variety of reasons, including the fact that when I did Love the Lad, I found the perfect Charlotte's Sweet. Um, there have been three perfect Charlotte's Sweets. Um, Mara Beckerman, for whom I wrote it when she did Love the Lad, and she got a Drama Desk nomination, uh, in competition with Betty Buckley uh, in Pats and Ellen Green in Little, um, Little Shop of Horrors, and uh, Twiggy, and um, it was won by Natalia, um, I'm going to mispronounce it, Makarova and On Your Toes. But here we had um, Mara Beckerman, and the second one also did Love the Lad for me, and her name why, she was very young then. Her name was Kristen Chenoweth. Uh -huh. And because, you know, it's about a, a high voice soprano who becomes addicted to helium balloons. Madeline <laughs> Kahn. And I, I can't imagine uh, Kristen Chenoweth uh, doing that role. No, <laughs> she became too famous. And now I, I found this new person, uh, Megan Sterner, and I want to bring it back. And I have all kinds of reasons for wanting to bring it back. Uh, I, I was looking at some of the uh, reviews I got. I, I, I'm astounded. I had Leonard Cohen was a fan. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, uh, Al Hirschfeld. There's, there's a whole page on his wow. his website about Charlotte Sweet. And um, uh, th there was a, an article that came out recently in which... Uh, this historian, Kurt Gansel, said it has the best ending in musicals ever. Wow. So um, what can I say? I'd like to get it back. I know the realities of how difficult it is right now. Well, so, uh, you know, but God bless both of you for hanging in there and doing what you need to do. So before we bring our next guest on, you get to pull your question, and it's either one or two. Two. Okay. And this... Um, so the, the card is, I'm actually pulling a daily act of kindness. Oh. And the daily act of kindness is to make a decision to not use curse words or foul language today. So I'm going to ask you, I can't imagine, do you use uh, curse words and foul language? And if so, what propels you to use it? I, I don't. I'm one of the few. I'm a, I'm a disgrace to the profession. I don't drink and I don't use cuss words. Sweet did not well, you and I are in the same boat. Yeah, if you I finally used a cuss word in one show, which was very contemporary, but it was like extracting teeth for me to make me do it. And uh, I, I just I just subscribed to how during the golden age of musicals, you could 
I, I have lots of very faulty songs, but it's all implicit. It's all well, so, uh, that's the kind I like. So you get to bring on our next guest, and you get to pull number one or number two. Again? Two. Yes. Uh, number two? Yeah. Okay, I'm bringing up my dear friend Barbara Rue. Now, Barbara and I have become social media friends. Um, she keeps inviting me to these dinners that I am never able to get to for one reason or another. So don't give up on me, Barbara. I don't intend um, to, but you Barbara thank you for is, Barbara is a writer. She is a producer. Um, and she has sent some incredible guests my way. And uh, I'm thrilled that you said yes to being here today, Barbara. So I'm going to begin by asking you, who or what are you celebrating? And meet Meg Flather and Michael Cole. Hi. <laughs> well, hello, Eminem. <laughs> a, that's a great team there. Yes. Yeah. Michael, you and I are Eminem. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I'm um, Charlotte's thank, thank, thank you, Richard, for having me on. Uh, what an esteemed, you know, uh, wonderful show you're having here thank you and hello talk to everyone watching um i i'm celebrating unfortunately something sad mm -hmm. and that's something that just came over the news and that's carly simon's sister lucy has just passed oh, and I I, if, that. yeah if you read carly's biography you'll see some of the wacky adventures that they went on, and mm. she she was quite a lady, and uh, it makes me very sad. I, I had the opportunity to meet Carly Simon at a book signing, and I was wearing a, a treble clef, which she admired, and I took oh. off, and I just gave it to her. She's a lovely lady, and my, my heart goes out to her family. I'm the first oh, lyricist to go to Secret Garden with her. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's another story. <laughs> I mean, my only connection wow. with Carly Simon is that, I, I don't know if she still has it, but on Martha's Vineyard, she used to have the hot tin roof. Do you remember that? Anyone of you know that? And I performed, uh, they, every year um, on Martha's Vineyard, they do a crossover ball. And huh. all the men... This has nothing to do with sexuality. Men, whether you're straight, gay, or anything else, all the men dress as women, and all the women dress as men. And there's an old tradition that it is living in someone else's shoes as you go into the new year. And I was hired to perform on New Year's Eve. Oh. And then afterwards, they had this big breakfast buffet. I got food poisoning. Oh, no. no. That's how I brought the year in that year. After the incredible show that we had done. And it was just, so I I always, my mind always goes there when I hear Carly Simon, who I am a huge, huge, huge fan of. Oh, and she if loved her sister. sister. If you were out there, our hearts go out to you today. So Carly Simon, it was, it was yes. And uh, so Barbara, you um, mentioned earlier, and this is something that you brought up. So I am going to bring this up on the show today. And I think it's really important today as we are heading towards an election. Uh, and that's your father uh, was with uh, the Library Association. He, he was, yes, he, he was uh, a member of, of the ALA, the American Library Association. Uh, and I think he was a regional vice president. My dad has passed. He, he died in 09. But um, so books were a big, big part of our growing up. And uh, a library card was celebrated mm. as for the birthday. So when you got your library card, it was, you know, it was another birthday. You, you got to say what you had for dinner. Um, you, you got to say what, what you did that evening. Um, it, was, it was a celebration and I wish more families would take that attitude because books open minds. And right now in this country, with book banning going on, and it should not even be an issue in this country, uh, it's, I, I don't get it. We have 
inalienable rights in this country. No book should be banned. Right. No book should be banned. Everybody should have access to any book they want to read. Amen. I, I don't get where this is coming from. I don't understand it. Well, I think it has to do with power. Yes. Uh, and nothing more, nothing less. It's just power. Turning uh, back the clock. You know, when Danny and I, my husband, when we got married, and we're going into our 33rd year together next year, Incredible. when we got married, we were we were one of the first 100 couples to get married in New York State, uh, same-sex couples. And uh, it was almost as if we had become the poster children uh, for a new movement or something, because every newspaper in Rockland County wanted to do a story on us. Uh, we were covered on local uh, television stations and everything. But one of the things that I said at that time is on any given night in my house right now, across the street is a church. Uh, there's another church down the road. Both of these churches are so open-minded. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, our dear friend Peggy Eason, our, her memorial was uh, across the street. Michael Colby was here for that, and his gorgeous wife, uh, Andrea. Happy birthday to her, by the way, Michael. Her birthday. Birthdays are coming uh, up. Yes. And, uh, so, but uh, the point is, that I want to make here is I don't sit around thinking about what's going on in the homes around me on any given night. And I can rest assured that not, none of the families that are living in those homes are doing the same thing for us. We need to live and let live as long as what you're doing is not hurting another human being. Exactly. So I'm glad that you brought this up today, Barbara. And it, I think it's a very important thing that we do need uh, to talk about. Uh, I do want to bring our next guest on who's been waiting patiently. Uh, but before I do that, you get to pull your question, number one or number two. Number two. Okay. The question is, what do you think was the biggest regret of your life when it comes to your career? If there's something that you could do differently that you have done, that you did do differently years ago? Well, you have to understand that I have a walking disability mm -hmm. and I very much wanted to act. And I was told by various people that if you can't walk on a stage straight, you have no business acting. Wow. So guess what? I became a talk show host. You know, uh, I never was filmed walking uh, on to my set. I was always filmed sitting. And that was the way that I circumvented that problem. Um, and I really wanted to find one of the people who mm. told me that mm. I would never have a career uh, in the entertainment business at all and, and to give her a tape of one of my shows, the community cable access. But I am getting ready to have a podcast in 2023. Good. And you know what? Words hurt. But actions help. Great. Good for you. Well, God bless all of you for telling your stories and getting them out there. And I'm going to bring on our next guest. And I am such a big fan of hers. And she's going to be at Don't Tell Mama. Yeah. And we're going to talk about her upcoming show. Goldie DeVere is here. <laughs> now, let me explain to everyone how Goldie ended up on today's show. When <laughs> posted my show uh, when uh, I posted a Facebook live earlier this morning about Susan's passing saying, I regret the fact that people don't really pick up the phone anymore and call uh, to offer regrets uh, to give the news. I only found out about her passing by landing on someone else's page uh, that I was going to invite to come and do the show tonight. He's gone to the theater so he could not be here. But Goldie called me after seeing that, and that meant the world to me, Goldie, so thank you. Well, thank you, Richard, for reminding me once again about the importance of human connection, especially in this world of emailing and texting. It is important, and it is rare. 
to pick up the phone and just call someone. And when you said that, that was what prompted me. I, it was like, he's right. I need to call Richard and just let him know in person that I'm sending condolences and I, I feel for him. And it's a, and that was not, that's a terrible way to find out about someone's passing whom you love and you care about. And, you know, so that, that was what prompted me. And I remember you are I'm so glad to be here and join all my friends. Barbara, nice to get to know you. I don't think we've, we've known each other, but so nice to get to know you. Nice to know you as well. So Goldie, tell us about your upcoming show. Uh, Goldie, were, were you, you were either my last interview of last year or the first of this year. Uh, I was the last of last year. Yes. Right before New Year's. Yes. That's right. And uh, so uh, thanks to James Beeman, who is your director. Uh, is James directing the show that you're currently doing as well? He is. I just want to correct one thing. The show is not at Don't Tell Mama this time. Oh, the it's not. At, no, it's at Lori Beachman. And uh, because we, we ha are having a five-piece band. Wow. So we did a bigger stage. We'll be recording. We'll be video recording. It's it's a one night happening. It's an event. Um, so yeah, it's it's Lori Beachman. It's going to be in a couple weeks, November 6th on a Sunday, 7 p.m. I Meg, I'm so excited you'll be there. Thank it's on my calendar. I'm hoping to be there. I so hope you will, Richard. I think you will and I will show up at the right venue. <laughs> yeah. Well, wouldn't that be rich if you just showed up and don't tell mama? Then you would hate me forever. No, no, I would never hate you. No, uh, you tell don't. us about the show and what's the message that you're putting across with the show? Well, this show is called Sweet Beginning, a musical celebration. Sweet Beginning is one of the songs that is on the CD that we are celebrating the release of. Um, and it is going to be in the show. And the reason we chose that as the title for the show is because it boggles my mind and just tickles me to death that at 68, I just turned 68 last year, last week. Uh, happy birthday. First of all, uh, a, uh, I just got, um, I interviewed uh, Sheila Nevins a couple of nights ago and she's written a book called Funny You Don't Look Your Age <laughs> and Other <great>. Fairy Tales. <laughs> but you truly don't look your no. age. I'll take it. You know, for years, I think we all go through that phase where we fudge. It's like, oh, well, I'm years old. Now, I feel I've earned every year. So I am proud. I'm 68 and still counting. So it's at 68 to be releasing my first CD ever, my first music video. It really, it's, it's very inspiring and fun and just awesome to know that at this age, there are still new beginnings. Yes. And and that that one one of my philosophies of life has always been leave yourself open to possibility because it's trite but you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and if you're open to possibilities you never know what opening that next door might bring you i love that so, uh, you're all today and here you are well, uh, so great. i uh, this is the last random question, and it is, what state or country do you never want to go back to? Oh, what state or country? <laughs> yes. I never want to go to a specific place in Georgia, Valdosta, Georgia. When I was on the road with my band years ago in the 70s, late 70s, and we were traveling all up and down the East Coast and many places through the South. And the South is really a beautiful place. But, <laughs> well, imagine in certain areas in the South, and especially back in the mid to late 70s, attitudes towards women and other groups were not quite so open as they even are today. Mm -hmm. And I was the only female, I was the lead singer in a band of five guys traveling around. And most places everywhere, even the South, 
people were just lovely, gracious, warm, inviting. But in Valdosta, George, Valdosta, Georgia, that's like it's like 10 miles north of the Florida border. It's all the way down there. The men thought that no meant just try harder. Oh. And and it was a very trying two weeks of our engagement there. Now, thankfully, the my fellow band members, the guys in my band, were always very protective of me. So I never felt in danger or anything like that. But it was a very aggravating, annoying two weeks of my life. So right now, that's the first thing that comes to mind as a place I would never want to go back. And what a shame that that's the memory that that I am. Yeah. And thank you for being honest about this. You know, uh, Wendy Sherl, another one of my favorite in- entertainers, right. um, she told her sons when they went away to college, remember, yes, still means no. Mm. Isn't that great advice? That, and I love that. Beautiful. So, and her sons, thank God, from uh, they never got in trouble as far as I know. So today we are going to celebrate the national uh, holidays of today. And I'm going to go around, I'm going to tell you about some of these unusual holidays and to get your take on it. And I'll start with you, Meg. Uh, today is Back to the Future Day because the Back to the Future franchise started on this date. And I heard today that Back to the Future is coming to Broadway as a musical. It's so, in London. It's the London hit. It London. is. I have friends that have seen it. They said the car literally flies. Right. Roger Paul. It literally flies. So, Meg, are you a fan of this movie franchise? And uh, well, You know, it's funny. I'm such an intense triple Aquarian. <laughs> But the thing is, I remember loving it. I remember probably being dragged because I, I often had to be dragged sort of light, fun things. And then they're really good for me, you know? And who doesn't like Michael J. Fox? Wow. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's a very uh, Barbara, when I asked Barbara, story, she, right? you know, she mentioned Michael J. Fox. Barbara, you know Michael, don't you? No, I I, I know his wife. I've never met Michael. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, he and his, his wife and I are Facebook friends, so we chatted, but we've never met face to face. Well, send her our love, you know, uh, both of them. And thank God, Michael. Oh, uh, I know. What an example. Uh, what for an example. the work that you've done and uh, going through life and just being honest and open and living what yep. I call your authentic self. Yep. I just, I love him. Uh, Michael, uh, today is also Apple Day. How about them? Ah. Uh, are you a big Apple fan? Do you believe in an apple a day? And if so, uh, what's your favorite way of eating apples? Well, in pie, of course. And, and Danny uh, makes apple pie. My teeth. But uh, I'm using a Mac. I'm using an Apple computer. Mm-hmm. And in Charlotte Sweet, one uh, um, Merle Louise played Cecily McIntosh. So those oh. are my big Apple connections. And how do uh, you know that name? Uh, how why that name? Why that name? Uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 um, let's let, let you know. Uh, Charlotte Sweet is a companion piece to um, Love the Lead. I had a, a character named um, uh, Muriel McNulty. And in that case, I named it Muriel McNulty in honor of um, uh, Penny Singleton, who was uh, ah. one of my one of my mentors, and her maiden name was McNulty. And uh, and that character turns into a Christmas tree. And somebody said, "Oh, I get it, McNulty, a Scotch pine." And I said, "Sure, I'll take credit for it." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, Barbara, today is um, babbling day, um, and it's not what you think, folks. I looked it up. Um, babbling day is celebrating those that are actually born on this day. Do you have friends who have birthdays on today? I, I do, but I haven't checked my Facebook list today. <laughs> I, I have over 4,000 Facebook friends. Wow. So I have friends... With birthdays, 365 days a year. And uh, just, 
if I check my list, I could say happy birthday to somebody. <laughs> but, you know, every day is, is a birthday. Um, I was told, my parents were told that I wasn't going to live. I had major surgery when I was very, very small. And they said, well, if she lives, she's going to be, she's not going to speak. She's not going to walk. She's not going to talk. Uh, and I tell people, I'm not a rutabaga. I don't look like a rutabaga. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, birthdays to me are a big celebration and they're a big deal. Mm. So, I, you know, uh, happy birthday, Michael. And uh, you mentioned apple pie. So I have to ask you, with or without cheddar cheese? Alamo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a Colby, but no, no. And I'm going to be 71. Whoa. I would have yeah. never guessed you at that age at all or anywhere near. That or Jewish or Southern. <laughs> no, Jewish I get. Jewish I get. <laughs> so, uh, Goldie, today is also Celebration of the Mind Day. So Ooh. I'm going to ask you, whose mind, other than the ones that are present right now, do you <laughs> truly admire and why? Hmm. <laughs> well, God, um, while I'm thinking of that, I want to cheat just a bit and just take a little bit from Barbara's question, because today is actually my brother's birthday. Oh, big one. He's turning 60. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And I am making sure I'm talking to him in person today, Richard. Not just texting him, which I'm Is I've he watching right now? Do you know? I, I think he's still at work. Okay. Um, and what's his name? Mark. Mark. So happy Paul. birthday, Mark. It's babbling day, Mark. So <laughs> call me and let's babble sometime. <laughs> and, okay, let's see. Mind, mind. Oh, God. I'm going to be a little cheesy and say that I, at this moment, the first mind that pops into my mind is Michael Roberts. Um, he, he happens to be the music director of the show that I'm doing, and he did the arrangements for the CD that we're bringing out. Amazing arrangements. Bands, strings, horns, la la la. But the reason, one of the reasons I admire his mind, I, I always love when I connect with someone musically and emotionally at the same time. And, you know, we sort of get each other and we, it, 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 we understand each other. But um, he actually, um, there was a certain moment in the show that we kept looking for a song for, couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And Jamie Beeman, Michael, and, and I were sitting at rehearsal and Michael turned around and said, well, why don't I just write you a song about it? And it was like, uh, yeah, really? And he, within a week, he had the first verse and it was exactly what I wanted to say in the way I wanted to say it. And it was one of those things. I have this weird barometer, like when things happen right, especially in creation, I get these like chills on my forearms and I got the chills and it was like, ooh, okay. And so he has created this. I'm in awe of someone who can do that and do it That's so great. quickly and so beautifully and so honestly um so that that's that's whose mind really came to my mind first um you know it, the creative process the creative mind is something that just the world would not be the same without the creators the exactly. creative people and I, I think I'm fairly creative in certain things. I, but I do think of myself as more of an interpreter. <laughs> and, I, and there's a richness that I try to bring to what I am, the way I am interpreting what someone has created. But people who actually, you know, you start with a blank page, you start with a blank thing. And out of that, you create. That's something I admire of you, Meg. I just wasn't allowed to choose you because you're here. And he said, nobody oh, here. Right. I did see Meg's show. And it just blew me away. 
Wow. I was sitting with Sherry Eager. The two of us were in tears, um, but it, but not sad tears, just heartfelt moments that I connected with so much. And yes, there is so much humor in your show. It's it's so beautifully crafted and just extraordinarily performed by you and Tracy. And the music, how it interweaves and intertwines is seamless. And it's just beautiful. I, Thank you. I, I, you, you really did wipe me out that night. Oh, bless you. I, I want to piggyback on that one. Um, Tracy Stark also has a brilliant mind. Yes. Yes. I asked Tracy to be here today, but unfortunately it was last minute and she was not able to get here. So uh, God bless her. And uh, Meg, getting back to you, um, and this is very important for all of us. Today is Check Your Meds Day. Check so, Your Meds Day? Like medications. Yes, medications. So how often do you check your medications? You know, I'm very lucky, Richard. I really don't take anything. Good for you. At this point, I just take a little Pepsid, a little Pepsid uh, before bedtime. Because as we get older, you know, I think we all yeah. have a little of that, especially after the last two and a half years. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'm glad but, um, yeah, knock on wood, knock on wood, uh, no medications other than that. But um, I have a lot of people in my life, though, who are alive and sane because of medications. And checking medications is essential. So everybody take the time to do that today. Um, Michael, uh, it is also count your buttons day. Okay. <laughs> so I know that may sound a little bizarre, but do you count your buttons? Um, I'm more of a zipper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's because I'm a protege of the Rogers and Hart family, and I only go with zip. Zip, but, yeah. Zip, 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 zip. I, I did see red buttons in, in in person once, and I and I counted him as being there. But that's about as far as it goes. Danny and I went to the last preview of Hairspray before it officially opened, and red buttons was sitting in front of us. So uh, I got a chance to tell him how much I admired his work. So uh, today we count red buttons. Um, so. Uh, Barbara, today is also International Day of the Nacho. So, are you a nacho fan? Um, I I like nachos, but I'm a mild nacho person. I'm not a I'm, I'm the spicy nacho person. Mm -hmm. right. Um, I I really I enjoy Mexican food. Uh, we're going to be going on a. Uh, cruise through the Panama Canal wow. and one of the stops, this is next year for our 35th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. But one of the stops that we will be going to is Ensenada, Mexico. So I, I guess we can have nachos in Mexico. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. Nachos in Mexico. And don't forget the Pepsi. <laughs> Nachos in Mexico. That's a song title. Yes. I love that. Uh, so, Paris, Nacho in Mexico. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and this is a, this is a serious one. Uh, and, you know, a lot of these holidays, a lot of people, someone said to me recently, do they have a, a, a day for everything? But sometimes someone has made the effort to get this holiday uh, acknowledged because of certain things that we need to do in our lives. Uh, and I think of it as a reminder and as a step back. Um, and uh, so this next one for you, Goldie, it's a Developmental Language Disorder Awareness Day. First of all, I am shocked that, that it hasn't become a day. They have National Nachos Day and they don't have a day for this. Yes, but they do too. They're on the same day. Oh, wait, this is the day? Is today. Is? Yes. Oh, I thought you said that they weren't able to get it done. I no, this is, all of these that I'm mentioning are actually on okay. the list. They are on the register. As the okay, then I take, that, yeah, I take that back because it, it that is something very important to pay attention to. What are we without language? Mm -hmm. What And language doesn't always have to be spoken language. There's physical language. There's language of the heart. There's... there's 
know, but but language and let's not forget sign language is very important. But language is, you know, how else do we communicate? There, it, there are so many forms of language, but you have to find and be willing to find and willing to support other people, helping them find their language, what whatever shape that takes, whatever method that takes. So I'm glad that that has finally found its own day, even if it has to share it with National Tacos. Um, <laughs> nachos, nachos. Nachos, well, nachos, tacos. They're, it's well, continuing in that vein, uh, Meg, uh, today is also Garbanzo Bean Day. Oh, I love that. I, I have been discovering new uses of hummus. Oh. My favorite thing to do is to, to grill my chicken, chop it up, put it in my salad, put a little olive oil and a scoop of hummus and make that the dressing. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. That sounds good. Little tips for the girl who can't cook at all, but COVID yeah. made her learn how. Well, you're We're learning so much today. Uh, Michael, another serious day. It's uh, Global Iodine Deficiency Disorders Prevention Day. Well, I prefer Mercurico myself. <laughs> Do they still have that? Yes. Uh, it's hard yeah. to find. There's I, a lot of iodine in the water in New Jersey, but that's about all I can think of. Okay. Okay. And uh, Barbara, uh, today is also very important. Uh, someone's calling about that right now. <laughs> This is very important, Barbara, I'm going to mention uh, to you. It's National uh, Mammography Day for mammograms. Yes. And well, of course, this entire month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Well, my mother actually did mammography for a while. She, she went back to school after we all uh, were old enough. Uh, she went back to school to college and got her uh, degree as a mammographer. Wow. And she did that for many years. She's retired, but she did that for many years. It's very, very important. I know several ladies who have had, uh, who are breast cancer survivors. They, what they went through, uh, they well documented it. One of them, God bless her, she's in Israel right now, but Rain Pryor, who is Richard Pryor's daughter, has been very vocal on what she went through. Um, and then an, another friend of mine just had her port taken out yesterday. And uh, she was able to ring that bell. And uh, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's very, very important to have the yearly checkups. It's Absolutely. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Katie Couric, uh, who is now battling this. And, uh, you know, and she's been a very uh, vocal advocate because she lost her husband to colon cancer. Uh, she said that when they told her that she has breast cancer, the room was spinning. And she said she actually, it was, uh, it, it was almost as if she was having an out-of-body experience when this news was pre uh, presented to her. So it's very, very important for women and men uh, to have this. So I'm glad that we're bringing this up today. Um, Goldie, today is National Pets for, Vet uh, for Veterans Day. Say that again, National? Pets for Veterans. Oh. Anyone who has ever owned a pet, and I think... I don't want to discriminate, but cats and dogs, and I don't want to discriminate even further, but especially dogs, um, knows not just the unconditional love that a pet gives you, but the way owning a pet, being responsible for another life, communicating, connecting with that life, caring for that life, and getting that love shared back and forth is something that helps you and allows you to be out of your own head, 
to get out of your own stuff and to really begin to heal. And our veterans, for the history of this country, the history of the world, who puts more of their life on the line than veterans? Not only them, but their families as well. Their families go through the service with them. And I remember as a child, friends going off to the Vietnam War, friends and family members. Some didn't come back, the ones that did. A lot of them, their lives were never the same again. War is a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. And having to serve under those conditions, it, you can't go through that and not have your life affected emotionally in some way. So it is of utmost importance to support, to give funds and to give the ability for these organizations to hook up these veterans with pets. And, and even the veterans, the guys that have their bomb sniffing dogs, to be able to reconnect them with the dogs they served with. Mm. You know, they are like family members. And it is, I think that is such, such a worthy, worthy cause. It's so important. Goldie, I saw, I saw just quickly um, on the news two nights ago, a uh, Ukrainian soldier discovered a puppy and carries him in his backpack. Oh. Um, so I hope that puppy and that Ukrainian soldier stay together. Yes, and survive together. And survive together. Yes. So I want to thank you all for being here today. Um, I do consider all of you family, my extended family, and everyone watching as well. Uh, I'm going to give away, again, this is Susan L. Schulman's book. Susan, this is for you. Uh, and uh, it's an incredible book called Backstage Pass about her experiences as a Broadway press agent. And the stories, even if you don't win, order the book because it is very much... Sherry Callahan wins again. Ooh, Still waiting. Uh, last Saturday night, I had Richard Barone on the show. And she won that book as well. And uh, it, you know, I keep getting notifications. She's watching. We keep getting notifications that it's being delayed. Uh, everybody, I think we take Amazon, UPS, and all of these uh, workers for granted. Uh, they are out there working, and because everything's so crazy nowadays, the mail gets a little delayed. So, uh, Sherry, I am going to uh, order this as soon as I get off of today's show. Uh, and I do want to remind everybody that if you're around tonight at 8 o'clock, I will be celebrating Angela Lansbury mm -hmm. with those who knew her personally. So please join us if you're able to do that. Uh, Meg, I know that you've got to leave. So I'm going to say my final remarks, then I'm going to turn it over to you. And when you finish, you pick the next person. That person will pick the next person until we're left with one. And the last person, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as the, uh, you say goodbye, the credits will begin to roll. It could be about anything that we talked about today that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everyone with today. Uh, again, I thank you all for being here. And, uh, you know, I could just be sitting here in a room babbling by myself with my uh, four-legged uh, family all looking at me like, what are you doing tonight, Danny? Uh, but this is where we are. So I thank you all for being here today. Please, please, please leave a comment on YouTube after the show. Uh, that lets me know what you think of the show and share this with your friends. Uh, and let's just keep uh, the positivity flowing. And because we are moving very fast towards this, vote, vote, vote as if your lives depend on it, and they do now. Do. So it's very, very important. So I always end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list, and the first name that pops up, as Goldie did today, and as Meg did today, reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call and let that person know what they mean to you. Uh, the outpouring of love for Susan is all there, but wouldn't it have been great 
if that had been on Facebook and social media a week ago. So she could have seen it. So it's important. I know you can't do that with everybody, but if you pick that one person just to let them know what they mean to you, you, you can make a huge difference in someone's life. As my dear friend, Sean Moniger always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. Mm. And as you all know, I always say, if you're gonna go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So Meg, okay. I'm gonna leave the screen and it's all yours. Thank oh, you. Oh, honey. Well, first of all, I guess the, the, word, the word that comes to my mind with being grateful is for community. And Richard, you create community wherever you go. And I keep thinking about those dark, lonely days in quarantine and looking forward to these interviews. And a lot of times what I do is I sit up at night and I watch them on YouTube, the ones that I missed. And they'll be my entertainment for the night, just to go through all your various interviews. Sandy Duncan was amazing and Donna Pescow and these lovely guests. So my word and my is, is community. Thank you for creating it. Thank you for holding it up. We are still fighting for it. We are still vulnerable. Our clubs are still vulnerable. Our theaters are still vulnerable. Tourism is still vulnerable. We need each other like we've never needed each other before. We keep thinking it's over and it's not. So thank you, community. Mwah. Oh, okay. So I'll pass the ball. It's like that was a very pregnant, fabulous pause. So I'll pass the ball to Michael since Michael uh, followed me. Well, um, first, I'm grateful to Susan L. Schulman. I contacted her once for advice, uh, professional advice, and she couldn't have been lovelier or given me more, um, more precise and valuable advice. And I think we should all try to be that way, like Susan Chillman. And when I heard that um, Angela Lansbury passed, uh, it, it hit me harder than, than Sondheim. Uh, she, when she came to New York, she, she lived at the Algonquin. And um, I got to write for her once um, at a, um, a, a um, fundraiser for uh, the 92nd Street Y. And it was the night that, uh, it was the day that Frank Sinatra passed away. And all she wanted to do was find a place in her speech to pay tribute to Frank Sinatra. And she, she just reminded me of uh, no matter what people's reputations are, there's good in them that has meant a lot to the rest of us. And we should take every moment to value and express that. Okay, um, Barbara. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Um, I do want to mention that uh, our movie, Emily or Oscar, is going to be having their Virginia premiere at the Williamsburg Nostalgia Festival, and that is on November 12th. But then I would also like to implore people to please get their flu shots and please get their boosters because we cannot continue to make strides in eradicating the flu and eradicating COVID unless people are inoculated. So get your shots. If you get your shots, then you can visit people, you can go to shows, you can travel, you can do everything that you could do before. You know, um, and Yes, people who have had COVID have a certain amount of immunity, but it's better, it's much more manageable if you have your inoculation. So go out and do it. It doesn't hurt that much. It's just a shot in the arm. And you know what? A shot in the arm is what this country needs. <laughs> so vote, get your shot in the arm, and I'm going to pass it over to Goldie. And thank you, Richard. Well, bringing up the caboose once again tonight, I am most grateful for truth. Truth is something that I think we all have a little too little of in the world today. And it is just the most important thing that we have 
truth has become truth has become non-truth. People say things, they contradict themselves the next day. It's on tape. They don't care. The people who support them don't care. This is not only in politics. This is in every aspect of our lives today. Again, those of us tonight, we're, we're in the, the entertainment community. We're performers. We know how important truth is when we are performing on stage. Because if you're not honest and authentic and truthful on stage, why even be up there? And anything you're doing will never work or will never touch people the way you are hoping to communicate and, and reach out and touch people. So I would like to end this by saying, let's all just try to be truthful, honest, search your heart, say what you really feel and believe, behave in the way you really honestly and truthfully believe people should behave with and to and towards each other. And that's it. Um, so on that note, Richard, thank you again. This has been a wonderful hour with great friends. And I love you for all that you do. You you really do, as, as Meg said, you do create and help hold together this community. And all of us appreciate you for that. So good night. Good night.